1: When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week he has a candid conversation with guests, including Prime Ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It's been almost 20 years since the UK was declared polio-free, and almost 40 years since the country reported its last case of the disease. No wonder then that last week's news got some people worried.
0: Well, let's bring you some breaking news this lunchtime, and polio has been detected in sewage samples collected from a treatment works in East London, our health.
2: Public health officials declared a national incident because they had found polio virus derived from a vaccine in London sewage samples taken between February and May. But for clarity, what they detected was polio virus and not polio the disease. As of today, no cases have been reported. Poliomyelitis, or polio, is a highly infectious viral disease that mostly affects children under five. Most people won't have symptoms and will fight the virus off without knowing they were even infected. But in a small fraction of cases, the virus can cause paralysis. Globally, the disease has been almost entirely eradicated thanks to the rollout of mass vaccination campaigns. The crucial word, though, is almost. Because as the COVID pandemic reminded us, as long as there's virus out there in our hyper connected world, the chances are we'll encounter it. Fortunately, though, a fully vaccinated person is 99 to 100% protected against the disease. So, what exactly has been detected in London's sewage? Is it as worrying as it sounds? And what does it mean for the global effort to eradicate polio? I'm Ian Sample, the Guardian science editor, and this is Science Weekly. Nick Grassley, you're a professor of infectious diseases and vaccine epidemiology at Imperial College, and you're following this situation. The poliovirus detected in London sewage is vaccine-derived. What does that
0: mean? So in the UK, we actually use an injected polio vaccine that contains killed virus, but in much of the world, they rely on an oral poliovirus vaccine that contains a weakened or attenuated poliovirus. This virus grows in the intestine and stimulates an immune response. But very rarely, perhaps once every 10 million doses of vaccine, this virus can spread and cause outbreaks of vaccine-derived poliovirus.
2: So how could it have ended up in a London sewer? I mean, in this country, we don't vaccinate with live polio vaccines.
0: That's right. So most likely this arrived with a traveller coming from one of the countries that are still using oral poliovirus vaccine. So in recent months, there have been campaigns to attempt to eradicate polio from Afghanistan and Pakistan and it could well be a traveller from one of those countries inadvertently bringing the virus in their gut and then shedding that virus into our sewers. So is all this fuss about one person shedding
2: virus after having the vaccine in another country or is there any reason to think that more than one person might be involved here?
0: Well, the UK Health Security Agency have indicated that this virus may well be circulating locally and the reason they've said that is because it's been detected since February this year in more than one sample. And also the genetics of the virus suggests it's continuing to evolve over time, suggesting local transmission within London. How is it actually spread? So poliovirus is spread from person to person. It's not a respiratory virus. It's usually through contamination of food and water by feces. As far as we know, so far in the UK, is anyone showing symptoms of polio
2: because of this vaccine-derived polio being found in the sewage?
0: Not that I'm aware of. I haven't heard of any cases of polio being reported to date. However, it is important that um, clinicians seeing any child with acute flaccid paralysis or sometimes termed acute flaccid myelitis without an obvious non-infectious cause do take two stool samples from those children to test for the presence of the virus.
2: So just to summarize, I mean, the thinking is that this is probably a small number of people shedding this virus derived from the vaccine. And so far, it doesn't seem as if anyone is showing symptoms of polio that we so far know of publicly. So on the face of it, that doesn't sound hugely worrying. But last week, when the UK Health Security Agency declared this, they called it a national incident, which which does sound quite concerning. I mean, what does that mean? And how unusual is that?
0: So it is unusual to detect circulation of a vaccine-derived poliovirus. The detection here is is quite early on. Our environmental surveillance system is very sensitive. Unfortunately, this detection has happened before there are any cases. But it does suggest that circulation could continue for some time. And if circulation does continue and spread among unvaccinated children, eventually it will cause a case of paralysis. We know that about one in several hundred infections actually results in paralysis. And so I think that's the reason the UK HSA have decided that this is a national incident.
2: What could be done then in the UK to prevent this from carrying on from this escalating into an actually worrying outbreak of polio?
0: Well, I think the most important thing is to ensure children who are unvaccinated are caught up with their polio vaccinations. So I would encourage parents to look in the red book if they have one or to reach out to their GP and check that they are up to date, particularly those early infant doses given to the under ones. During the COVID pandemic, we saw
2: some vaccine hesitancy over here. Are some people hesitant about getting the polio vaccine
0: too, do we know? I haven't seen a great deal of hesitancy about getting the polio vaccine, but there are significant gaps in vaccination coverage particularly in some of the boroughs of North and East London, where we think this virus may be circulating. It appears that as many as one in three infants at 12 months of age are still uh, have still not received three doses of the inactivated poliovirus vaccine, which they need for protection. What the reasons are for that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a hesitancy or maybe it's just some of the disruption caused by the COVID pandemic, meaning that some of those vaccination visits haven't taken place.
2: So in some places, one in three infants are not fully immunized. But to maintain elimination of polio in the UK, we need something like 95% to be immunized. So there's work to do. To some people listening, they might be thinking it's somehow counterintuitive to use a vaccine to solve a problem that has essentially arisen because of a vaccine.
0: Well, in the UK, we use the inactivated poliovirus vaccine that's injected. So this is a killed vaccine and it can't infect us or revert to spread to cause a vaccine-derived poliovirus. It's only the oral vaccine which contains a live, weakened virus, which can very rarely result in the emergence of these vaccine-derived polioviruses.
2: But there are good reasons why many countries continue to use the live oral vaccine. The inactivated vaccine we use in the UK isn't so good in places which still have endemic polio, is it? I think that's right.
0: The inactivated vaccine is less effective at stopping virus replication in the gut and preventing transmission. And so in those countries with a high burden of disease, it's the oral vaccine we need to rely on to stop transmission and stop those outbreaks.
2: So, Nick, how prevalent is polio globally and how close are we to the goal of eradicating it entirely?
0: Most of the countries in the world are now free of polio. There's just two countries, Afghanistan and Pakistan, which remain endemic for wild type poliovirus. That virus was, in fact, recently reintroduced to Africa after about a five year period of no local circulation. So, the international spread of polioviruses is of concern. We also need to keep our eye on vaccine derived polioviruses, which have occurred at an increasing frequency in Africa over the last three to four years and are in fact now responsible for the majority of polio cases globally over the last two or three years. So, given what you've said, do you think we're going to see more incidences of vaccine derived poliovirus cropping up around the world? That has been a concern for the Global Eradication Initiative. And it's for that reason that they've been working intensively on a new oral polyvirus vaccine, which is more genetically stable than the vaccine that was developed by Albert Sabin 60 or 70 years ago now. And that genetically more stable vaccine called novel OPV has been given a license by the World Health Organization in 2020, and now over 350 million doses of that vaccine have been used without creating any vaccine-derived polioviruses. So with that new tool in our hands, we hope that we can eradicate the last remaining reservoirs of poliovirus circulation without the risk of creating further vaccine-derived polioviruses.
2: And just finally, Nick, before I let you go, when do you think we'll know if this is going to be a problem in the UK? that Are you expecting to hear
0: certain things soon that will give you a handle on how this is looking? I think we'll know in the next month the extent of circulation. I know that there is intensive work taking additional samples upstream from the Becton sewer works where this virus has been detected and testing of those samples to pinpoint the location of circulation. There's also planned testing in other cities in the UK that will help us assess whether the virus has spread beyond the London region. So I expect to see more on this story in the coming weeks. Nick, huge thanks
2: for coming on and explaining all this to us.
0: It's a pleasure. Thank you, Ian.
2: Thanks again to Nick Grassley. You can find more updates on the polio story at theguardian.com. And that's it for today. The producer was Jolene Goffin. The sound design was by Tony Onochuku. And the executive producer was Lorna Stewart. We'll be back on Tuesday. See you then.
0: This is The Guardian.
1: Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week, he has a candid conversation with guests, including prime ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts.